Hello everybody, how are you doing? My name is Peter Miliaris and I am uh, going to be talking briefly today about isometric exercise. So isometric exercise is um, was a hot topic at the recent International Tendinopathy Scientific Symposium um, and uh, I wanted to talk about it a little bit today. Before I do launch into that, I'm just going to mention that uh, we're launching the updated version of the Mastering Lower Limb Tendinopathy Online course. That will be in December, so look out for that. So basically, isometrics has become popular since the Rio Atel paper uh, looked at uh, N equals 6 um, patella tendon participants and found that they all had a dramatic reduction in their pain. With uh, during single leg decline squatting, and that was following a that was following a um, um, uh, an isometric forty five second by five seventy percent MVC uh, MVC being maximal voluntary contraction um, intervention. It was sort of on a leg extension machine, I guess you could say. So everyone had a good response. I think the overall effect was something like 4.5 points on a numerical rating scale, which is a massive effect, uh, far greater than the minimal detectable, uh, sorry, far greater than the um, uh, minimal important difference, which is about two points. Um, so that started this big sort of uh, interest in isometrics. And the other thing they found is that it was superior to concentric, uh, sorry, to isotonic. Um, uh, in bringing about that response, and it also led about led to a reversal of cortical inhibition, um, so hinting at a mechanism. So that was a, definitely a, um, a groundbreaking paper and contribution to the field, and I think that does need to be recognised. One of the interesting things was the lack of variability within people. Sorry, between people. So everyone had the same response. So they sort of had a group of responders, I guess you could say. So recently we published um, a paper looking at the immediate and short-term effects of short and long-duration isometric contractions in patella tendinopathy, so similar cohort. And what we were interested in is understanding whether you do need to do long-term uh, contractions uh, of the sort of 40-45 second duration and we compared this to a 10 second duration and we equalized the overall time under tension. Um, and what we found is that there wasn't actually a difference in immediate response in pain. And we measured this on the single leg decline squat as well as the hop, hopping, single leg hopping task. So um, people did have a reduction in pain following the isometric task. So pain got better, but it got equally better uh, whether they did a um, long or a short duration isometric contraction. So that was um, interesting. Uh, we also found that there was a very modest effect. So something more like a one to two point change in pain rather than a four to five point change in pain. Um, and this is because there was variability. It's important to note that some people in our study didn't respond to the isometric uh, intervention, their pain stayed the same before and after. So what we're starting to see, the narrative that is emerging with this is that maybe there is variability in people, um, so between participants, which you would imagine is the case. Not everyone's going to respond the same uh, to an intervention. Um, so there is variability. And again, understanding the people that respond 
uh, perhaps the people that were in the Rio Hotel study, I think is important. Um, so moving on, another study that's been published this year. This, now this, studies, this study has been around for a long time and it's a really great study and I recommend you read it. Uh, it's by uh, Seth O'Neill from uh, Leicester. Um, published this year, but he did present it at um, International Tendinopathy Scientific Symposium uh, two years ago, so 2016. And he's, he's taken nine people with Achilles tendinopathy and he's done an isometric contraction, which is basically identical to the Rio um, intervention. But he's done this on what he calls a physiometer, which is basically a Wii Fit board set up to do isometric um, MVCs. Um, so he's done that with these Achilles patients and he's shown again um, quite marked variability in response. So some people get better, but not by much, yeah, like we found, maybe by points or two. Uh, some people don't change, some people get worse. So uh, it's it's interesting and um, um, it, it again, it demonstrates that uh, you know humans, basically display variability in response to things unless you're able to understand and pick the responders which i don't think we know yet you know who they are is it because is it people who have more baseline pain or less baseline pain that are going to respond more is it different pain mechanisms um is it uh different joint positions uh you know certainly it doesn't seem to be different duration of contractions because that was the that was our uh, hypothesis in the study that we published this year and that didn't show a difference um, uh, so so clearly some people are responding to these interventions and some people are not and we don't understand why is it is it the uh, is it the is it psychological factors is it their fears is it their beliefs um, so we need to understand this um, a little bit more. Um, so that uh, that is the Achilles uh, study uh, that is out there at the moment. Uh, the last study that I want to talk about is by Henrik Reel, and he presented and won the best best abstract poster, sorry, best uh, podium presentation uh, prize at the uh, International Tendinopathy Scientific Symposium that just passed in in Groningen, um, and. Um, um, this is a really interesting study. <clears throat> it's on plantar heel pain. Uh, and what um, Henrik has done here is he has compared uh, uh, three groups. He's compared um, um, isometric. Sorry, that's completely wrong. Uh, he has one group that has done three tasks. Um, so similar to our study where we've we've got uh, the same group to do the short and long duration contractions in a crossover trial. He's done the same thing, but he's had three crossover uh, tasks, um, isometric intervention, isotonic intervention, and walking intervention. And he has uh, shown here that uh, there is great variability. Um, really marked variability in response to loading for all the tasks. Um, no, uh, no single task demonstrated a significant reduction or increase in symptoms overall because of the great variability between people. Some people respond, some people don't respond, some people get worse. So uh, that's, I think, a really interesting contribution um, and again, it really highlights that we need to understand variability in response. They, and these papers do, if you look, if you read them, they do 
uh, go into what may explain the response, but it, there's no factors that are emerging clearly as yet, I believe, and possibly because most of these studies are having relatively small sample sizes. Um, so I'm sure we'll hear more from these groups. Um, there's lots of great people who are doing this work. So Bill Vizincino from uh, UQ uh, was involved in the real study. Michael Ratliff, I believe, is involved in uh, both the Seth O'Neill as well as the um, real study. So um, this is an area that I think is worth um, uh, is worth um, uh, exploring further. And the reason it's worth exploring further is because uh, a couple of reasons. First, we uh, it's it's good to give people a short term break from their pain if we can understand what interventions will achieve that. Um, or who will respond because then they can do activities they like, like sport or other things, um, you know, in the periods after. Uh, the other important uh, reason, in my opinion, is to help people understand that loading is potentially positive. If you can show someone in a clinic context that uh, you can do an exercise and it improves their pain, they're much more likely to do exercises and intervention. Um, and which will overall in the long term improve their tolerance to load. So I think there are reasons to really try and delve into this and understand this relationship. And I think it's an area that we'll learn a lot more about in the coming weeks um, and months and years. Well, more likely years, given how slowly research evolves. Uh, fantastic. So thanks a lot, guys. I have stuck to 10 minutes. Hooray. So it's actually under 10 minutes, this uh, podcast. So thank you very much for listening and I will see you next time.